1: Are you ready to talk money, Rev?
0: I'm ready to talk money. That's great. Yeah, today's a really good show.
1: Today is a good show. I
0: know, because I'm very excited about this. I've wanted to do this show for a long time.
1: So by way of preference, don't leave the station. (laughs) But we have a guest with us who was on the show last week. And we're going to continue the conversation. But last week, as we were discussing, we both know the passion around the topic we're going to talk about today, which is lending and and how that affects in terms of the poor and and anyways I, want, I don't want I don't want to say anything but this is a great opportunity for us to say if you didn't hear last week's show MoreThanEnough.ca, chri.ca. Those are the two places on the web that they are. Of course, you can hear them on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on TuneIn. If you've got a local podcast that you like to download your podcast from, search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. Because it just seems to get further and further as we uh, reach out and, and try and expand the reach of Let's Talk Money. So, you are with us today, and we have a guest in Doug Pawson from the Causeway Work Center here with us. Welcome to the show, Doug.
2: Thank you. Great to be here.
1: Thanks for coming back and, <laughs> and talking about this. This is, uh, again, this is actually how we connected because I was, uh, I was, uh, oh, I'm going to leave that because.
0: Yes, it's going to, the conversation is around lending. <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited to get I know you into are, our- and <laughs> it's, it's bugged Dave for many years. So, we're so glad, Doug, that you're going to enlighten us and teach us because I think the community needs to learn more about payday lenders and those signs that say cash money. Um, We're going to tell you what happens in those little Places, um, but we want to thank before we get any too far that uh, we want to thank Brent Vandermeer and the team at Vandermeer Vandermeer Wealth Management and Hollis Wealth for partnering with us this morning um, and bringing us uh, bringing you the show. And we want to thank them for their support and let you know that Brent and his team help their clients find the purpose for their wealth through extensive financial planning using their unique investment management platform. They help clients track their progress and determine whether they have more than enough to reach their financial goals. So if you want to do estate planning, if you want to do get some financial advice, you can call Brent and his... Um, uh, team, mm-hmm. And we want to thank him. You did
1: that very well. I
0: know. I'm just getting better at it because you didn't. You flubbed it last week. <laughs> anyway. I, I gave up <laughs> last
1: week. Yeah. So okay. we're going to go, honey.
0: Enlighten us with the word of God, please.
1: Well, you I, know, there's two things. I want to start with a statistic because one of the statistics, and, and this is my own personal vision of uh, wrapped up in one statistic, and it is this, that about 11% of the, the um take-home income of the Canadian family right now goes to service your consumer debt, goes to service your debt, about 11%. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty significant number, especially when we uh, are here with Doug, who works for a foundation, and they're a charitable organization, and only 0.6%. Is going to support any charitable work in in, in the Canadian yeah, according families? According to Stats Canada, that's Stats can. yeah, we can less, believe them when when it's when it, I when think it we can right. believe them.
0: Yeah, less than one percent. We Canadians give less than one percent of their uh, their wages.
1: And, and I and I like to. I want to just throw this out. What would it look like for you, Doug, if we could reverse those numbers? If 11% of the Canadian family's income was actually able to help charities and, and the good work. And it's, yes, of course, Causeway, we've got you in the room. Mm-hmm. But all the charities, we know that charities are doing such a great work. They're doing it on a shoestring. They're having an impact right there, at the, in a sense, the front lines of people giving the need, meeting the need right there. And then, and saying, what if we could just reverse those numbers? Give the bank 06 <laughs> And give the the, the uh, Doug that. laughs. Okay, Dave's pie in the sky. I know, but That's, that to me is is why I'm we do what we do about what we do what we do yeah. because if we could somehow change those numbers, then we could see the community. You know, in a our communities would be totally changed. They'd be transformed. Absolutely, right? yeah.
2: yeah. No, I think I think you're 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 spot on. I like that pie in the in the sky vision. I mean. <laughs> You know, for us as a as a small charity, we we do operate on a shoestring budget, like many others, and you know the challenges around serving people who may live in poverty or or whatnot are growing more and more complex, mm-hmm. and it's hard mm-hmm. to solve system systematic problems or systemic challenges with uh, with band aid solutions. So, mm-hmm. inverting those that that those statistics would mean probably a more cohesive, more uh, supportive. Uh, and carrying society, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. We so, have to change our hearts along with it, so we don't spend it on ourselves. But, well, that's you know, why you know, but this, that's, this is a show where we talk around the heart issue, money. money. That's why I we're know. here. That's why Doug is here. <laughs> you right. can see. Oh I man, so, very
1: good. So today we're specifically we. If you heard the show last week, we had a little little in tangent in the middle where we talked about payday loans and we talked about what an impact that is hap- having on our communities and that's again come to light here in Ottawa and and I think there's some some media around it actually national around the national and I want to preface this part of the show by saying listen this is not payday loans are, are you know they're not bad people it's not a moral issue it's it's it, it really is a business that has taken advantage mm-hmm. of a need and in all mm-hmm. of our how business is run is, is, hey, there's a, there's a certain segment of, of society population that, that has a need. And then you've got those per- people that look at it and say, well, I can meet that need and let's do the exchange. And the exchange, of course, usually is, mm-hmm. is, hey, money, you're in business to make money. And, and so I get that. In this case, there's, uh, there's a little more wrapped around that. And again, we can go to scripture to start off with and say, when we're talking about debt, we know that again, debt is not—it's not, a, it's not a, a moral sin. It's not. Oh, if I find myself in debt, I'm you know somehow going to experience eternal damnation. No, that's not what we're talking about here. What we are talking about is debt is a, a weight. It, it's a burden that is placed on us, and and even in that statistic that we have, we would much rather be allocating money to different resources, to different places, to things that are on our heart then giving it away in a Mm -hmm. sense to financial institutions that are simply profiting off a service that well let's we're going to talk about whether how necessary that service is and how that plays out Mm -hmm. but recognizing that when we are in debt that we want to get out of debt. We want to get rid of that burden. And I know that's part of the, the work that you do, Doug, mm-hmm. and you're shaking your head, yes, this is radio, remember, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, recognizing that, you know, that's our mission at More Than Enough. And so the, the scripture, of course, that, that comes to mind for me right away is from Proverbs chapter 6, and it says, if you've trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself. If you've placed yourself at a friend's mercy, now swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. And so in, you know, I'm just in context. That is really dead. If you've, if you've promised something to someone else and you just need to get your name off that promissory note, then he get says, don't put it off. Do it now don't rest until you do, save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. And those, I love that picture of, you know, again, if if we see a bird caught in a net or we see that we know the white-tailed deer look, or, hey, they take off and they are zigzagging and they are doing whatever they can do to, to get away from the hunter because they don't want to be They don't want to be caught, (laughs) right? So if you find yourself caught, uh, I know there's another another version that just says, don't let sleep come to your eyes in the sense of, hey, this is important to get out of debt and stay out of debt. It's a great lifestyle to live. Again, don't get caught up in the shame of sin and all of that because it's immoral. It's just – it's better living when you don't have debt.
0: But but saying that in light of the topic we're having today, that's easier said than done with payday lending. Yeah. So oh, I'm, we're going to direct it to Doug. And can you mm-hmm. explain what payday lending is?
2: Yeah, payday, payday lending establishments are, are often storefront locations, although there's a lot of online options these days, that um, provide short-term loans. Uh, to individuals uh, who come in, it can be very, done very quickly, you know, under 60 minutes, um, and, and can access up to $1,500 typically in payday lo- uh, loans. And those, would, those loans are typically repaid then within 14 to 30 days, depending on the individual's uh, source of income. Mm-hmm.
0: So, why would someone use it? Like, what kind of situation do people have to be in to use payday lending?
2: That's a. Uh, I mean, that's a great question. I think that speaks a lot to the history of, of payday lending and sort of when we when when it really sort of took off in the 1990s in Canada, but also the U.S. There there were a lot of reasons. So this confluence of factors. One uh, would be you know technology was increasing, mm-hmm. so banks were investing in their core technologies. Uh, employers were often investing in their technologies or outsourcing payroll systems. Mm-hmm. So you know if you were an individual working for a business and you needed a short term loan, you could just go to your employer. You know with technology that became obsolete and and as technology increased for the banks, they started to close bank branches, typically in rural or lower income communities and and that's when we saw the the beginning and really the proliferation of of these payday lending establishments to just be in a community where people would typically not have the means to have mm-hmm. savings or or access to short term credit options. And they serve that need, and that's a market need that was mm-hmm. that was ripe for the taking. And so payday lending has really grown from you know you know dozens of establishments in the '90s to in, in Ontario over 800 licensed establishments. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, it's more 800. Yeah, there are more payday loan you know places in, in in Ontario than there are say McDonald's restaurants or Tim Hortons restaurants. Mm-hmm.
0: That's mind blowing to me, that and yeah. that's because a, a need, there is a need in communities for these short term loans, but the banks withdrew their or they decided not to meet that need anymore.
2: Yeah, it's and there there are a number of reasons for that, and we can get into that in a bit. But um, you know, for the folks that we're serving, they often live in lower income neighborhoods, mm-hmm. which is where these establishments will tend to to concentrate and cluster. And I use those two terms because there there's usually a heavy concentration in lower income neighborhoods and there's a clustering because oftentimes people who have limited income and limited assets find themselves going from one payday loan to another to another and using one to repay the the next and and it becomes a really vicious cycle for people um who who come to rely on these establishments for their basic needs and it's a trap that most people that we've served at causeway through the community finance fund never anticipated get funding themselves in but all of a sudden you know have a thousand plus dollars more several thousand dollars in Mm -hmm. payday loan debt and really no options out.
1: Yep. Yeah and it is it is a a slow you know it's 10 20 30 40 50 dollars of of fees that continue to snowball against mm-hmm. you against whoever uses it. Well, I have this picture
0: it, so. here new lower rate $15 per $100. What does that mean?
2: Yeah, that's great. That's great marketing right mm-hmm. there because the province of Ontario enacted uh, changes to the Payday Loans Act uh, at the beginning of January of 2018. That stipulated you could only charge up to $15 per $100 borrowed. So so you'll see a lot of these establishments say, oh, we've lowered our rates. I mean, they've been regulated to lower their rates. So <laughs> this is great marketing, right? So um, for
0: if I need $300, it's going to cost me $45. That's
2: right. And that would be for a period of, say, 10, 14 days, maybe 30 days. Um, Till
0: I get my next check in, yeah.
2: but which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you if you live on a fixed income uh, or you have limited income, forty five dollars that's is, a lot.
0: That's up. a that's a few loaves of it bread in and, context, and
1: some milk. Though again, yeah. to put it in context, if I have a line of credit that's charging you know even seven or eight percent, and I borrow that same hundred dollars,
0: it's costing costing 70 me seventy
1: cents.
2: It's costing me. Right. It's costing you pennies on the dollar yeah. compared to what a paying yeah, yeah. lender would and then, uh, and, but, then,
0: and then the issue is they don't have access to that credit line.
2: That's it. That's correct. So so right. you know, a lot of the a lot of the the work that, that the provinces put in, you know, will will stipulate that they need to show the cost of borrowing in relation to a credit mm-hmm, card or mm-hmm. a line of credit. You know, what we've seen with the folks that we've served at Causeway is, you know, people just don't have access to that. And that's because they have a low income, uh, they have limited assets or no assets, and their credit score, they it may be poor. In a lot of cases, people just don't have a credit score because that's they weird. haven't had access to credit. Yep. And so they wouldn't find service at a, at a financial institution. And that's been our experience. A lot of people just don't have the and that that is
1: that is one of the main holes in in a sense again you think of if if you are just going from you know your your government check comes in or you're on ODSp or you're on mm-hmm. some sort of assistance and so you maybe have a bank account where you, that comes in and you can get the cash, but you don't have a lot of uh, a, a lot of opportunity to to use credit or to get credit or to establish a credit rating which again most of us relatively young can do that Mm -hmm. which again is a whole different topic we won't talk about today but the idea there is is that if you don't have access to credit then you can't create a credit profile and if you can't create a credit profile then borrowing is near impossible because that's the first place creditors look is well show me a credit profile is it a bad thing no but
0: okay so i can Mm -hmm. hear some some of Okay, I'm going to say it like this. Maybe some self-righteous thinking out there and Mm -hmm. says, well, why would people have to borrow anyway? Why would, would, Mm -hmm. you know, people shouldn't even use payday loans. People shouldn't even use credit. So why Mm -hmm. are we even having this conversation? But the issue is people who are in poverty have a need.
2: Yeah, and it's often not much. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, the challenge, uh, as you're saying, Dave, is that, you know, people will... Um people have limited income mm-hmm. and and if you have limited income and you have a short term need you know you need to get you know a, an appliance or a car fixed or you know we've seen people who need to travel to visit uh you know uh, some they a, have a the family same, member who has an illness
0: right it's, it's the same issues that we do, yeah. but we just happen to be in a different place economically and that's right and we don't Go to the payday lending to
2: yeah you know. i i in my in my experience, I've not met an individual that we've served um and you know we're talking that we've we've I've met with you know many 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 people now. nobody wants to be in this <laughs> yeah. situation no. I mean they find themselves there because there's no other option, and mm-hmm. it's hard to save i mean the cost of living in cities is very yeah. high if your income is limited. You're already sacrificing on, on on food budgets and this is something that we see rampant mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so, you know, I see a lot of people who are who are paying um, high cost payday loan debts every month over buying food for themselves. Yep, yep. And that that's
1: oh, hard that's to see. Hard. And and you know, I'm gonna you talk about that, Rebecca, and, and you make a good point, but the reality is is that this is the struggle of, of the Canadian family. Like let, mm-hmm. let's all be honest here. There are times where we spend more money than we make. You know, a couple months a year, most of us where, you know, but we have a credit card where we can kind of float it for the 30 days and get back on track or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, again, th- there's a lot of us. It's not like, you know, there's, there's, um, nefarious stuff going on. This is everyday life stuff. This is, oh my goodness, the gas price went up and I was doing okay, but now it's five to, or five cents more a liter. And, I'm not in control of that, but I, I honestly don't have that cash for mm-hmm. five cents more a liter. So either I drive less or, you know, what's going to happen? Again, we've experienced in the last 10 years that the cost of living increase has been going up. The, you know, when the HST hit, that was a significant hit relatively overnight for people on groceries because all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was this extra uh cost and we've gotten used to it but the reality is is the cost of living has certainly gone up yep. over the years and it's that's normal we expect so,
0: that but this makes it harder for people in poverty
1: mm-hmm. okay. absolutely i, I mean you, the,
2: like i was saying earlier we've seen people who cut back on their on their food budgets mm-hmm. and so when we made a you know we make. Referrals to the credit unions because a big part of what we're trying to do is help reestablish people back into the mainstream uh, financial institution uh, so that they don't need to rely on payday loans before. But when we do the budget with folks, you know, we'll often go through that with the uh, with somebody at their credit union, and they'll say, "Well, you know, what's what are they spending on food? Like, where's their food budget?" And you say they mm-hmm. rely on food banks. I mean, they're paying several hundred dollars a month in fees mm-hmm. for payday loans, so you know, we can get people back, we can, we we help people get out of that trap, giving them more money uh, in their pocket rather than going to a payday loan establishment. And really, most of the money that they would have would go straight to f- towards basic consumption needs mm-hmm. like food and, mm-hmm. and utilities and other sort of basic uh, needs that people have.
0: Mm-hmm. So can you describe the process? So if there's someone out there who is, uh Mm -hmm. Uh, in in need and has in a payday loan cycle because that's what it is right Mm -hmm. um and you mentioned you had a recent article was it in the citizen i think um so anyone can actually go look that up but you say that um although the province has made changes and and our own city has made changes right to where the payday loans can be located right um um, a person can borrow from one payday loan mm-hmm. and go next door to the next payday loan and, and and do it again so the cycle continues
2: yeah the the, the province has created some changes they 've reduced the cost of borrowing to fifteen dollars per okay. one hundred dollars borrowed and and what we 've seen as a response from this from the establishment is to to move towards installment loans mm-hmm. and so these are high cost loans that um, are We'll have a lower, say, monthly payment, but uh, we've seen interest rates at 59.9%. Wow. And the federal code on, on usury is 60%. Mm-hmm. So That's crazy. So the response is to the lower payday loan rates are installment loans at higher costs, wow. much higher costs. And will saddle people with more debts and 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 the city of ottawa has as well that you know mayor watson put forward a motion in april to to look at amending zoning bylaws that the province has bestowed to municipalities so they can look at saying you know maybe you know what hamilton and and, and ontario has done which is saying you know we're going to make sure that there's only one payday loan place per ward Mm -hmm. and and that may be a solution they're also looking at licensing fees and my hope would be licensing fees at a basic w- makes sense mm-hmm. for us and, and to use those funds to support poverty reduction initiatives because right. we know uh that the vast majority of users of payday loan uh payday lenders come from from low income neighborhoods and and fit that profile and so you know, those fees can generate some, some more resources for other folks around the city to, to utilize, to support people getting out of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's the city's response and the province's response.
0: So then, so if someone comes to you, mm-hmm. uh, what's the process? What do you do with them?
2: So what I, what I look for is I look for capacity to repay. So we typically will serve folks who have existing payday loan debts. And on average, people have 2.5 when they come to us, when we finance them. Uh, I'm payday loans okay. totaling about thirteen hundred dollars. Okay. So it's a it's a pretty significant mess uh, for them, and there's we're sort of a last recourse for them. What I do is I look at I look at their budget. I mm-hmm. do a six month budget assessment. I say, okay, if we take out you know the payday loan debt moving forward, and we put in one of our loans, what would that look like? And we're charging much more modest interest. You know, um, you know, six to nine percent, and. When we What we see is when we swap out that payday loan debt and that budget line and replace Mm -hmm. it with one of our loans, Mm -hmm. there's a, a, generally speaking, a capacity to repay. And what we want to make sure is that we're putting people in a position to pay that loan off, to build that credit history, to get a credit profile. And they're not going
0: back to the payday loans And that they don't
2: need to resort back to the payday loans in the future.
0: And then you said you connect them with the credit unions, so the credit what union is,
2: will will so we've we raised uh, a, a pot of money so that we use that to pool <laughs> we, we created a pool a loan pool and and we use that to guarantee all of the loans that go out and and we do a lot of the due diligence with the credit union to make sure people this is the right loan f- product for them mm-hmm. because it is a regulated product mm-hmm. gets registered with a credit bureau, and so we want to make sure people have the r- the right tools to succeed and they do the administration of the loan the disbursement okay. and okay. the monitoring and so we were we report to each other on a monthly basis on
1: that
0: what, and, and, and again
1: it it's uh it also yeah. introduces the client then to the credit union and, and in a sense gives them a relationship that you know they know you they know causeway they, mm-hmm. they know your care for them and, and then as they go okay so now you know, I I I don't need the payday loan, but now I'm going to the credit union and having the, uh, recognizing that as mm-hmm. as a as a place to go for help.
2: And that's and that's the idea. So one of the things we when we were designing, you know, the the community finance fund that, you know, we thought we would originally just lend ourselves. We would do the lending. I mean, it's fairly easy to set up the systems to do this. It doesn't take a lot of a lot of investment but we knew i mean i knew early on that that wouldn't solve the problem mm-hmm. that people were not going to their bank mm-hmm. because they didn't have access to the right services and so everybody that we've talked to um you know we ask, do you go to have you gone to your bank or your financial institution to ask for a loan and most people actually everybody has said no most people will say i can't access overdraft protection mm-hmm. how am i going to get a loan and so you know that even a modest overdraft protection service for for f- folks who are low income prevent somebody from using a payday yeah. loan, loan place so yeah that's a real important component of what we're trying to do is that connection to the credit union mm-hmm.
0: well and that builds community really which is mm-hmm. what you want to do and we talked about that last week hey, we're not silos and we need uh, help from each other to yeah. do this work
2: yeah and and you led the show off Dave, with with some really important statistics and you know Canadian Canadians are over indebted, yep. overly indebted. And the, the the reality is nonprofits and charities like Causeway are are mm-hmm. supporting folks mm-hmm. in one way or another to get out of that mess. And so working with a financial institution helps both organization and credit union build its own knowledge base and ways to support the community and in, in, in i think more important and more productive ways
1: yeah and and you know we're coming to the end of the show but i, I think i want to make this comment in, in terms of this whole discussion around payday loans and payday lending as saying you know when there is only one option when when you know i am in my neighborhood again i maybe i don't have a vehicle but there's a, a place where i can do a financial transaction that uh, first of all, doesn't make me feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. because everybody's wearing a suit except for me. Um, or there's a place where I can get cash relatively simple and easy. Then that's meeting a need, and I think that's the, in a sense, the one of the big points of the discussion is, is there needs to be another solution. And Causeway is doing mm-hmm. what they can for the clients, and and I'll encourage anybody who's listening and picking this up to say, listen. Is there a way is there in your own sphere of influences as that you can say, "Hey, I can get involved in doing something like that to to see that if we can actually create competition for these businesses." then people will take the better choice. So they, nobody wants to pay 56% interest or 59% mm-hmm. interest. They'll take six or 10, sure. Um, and that, uh, in fact, you know, uh, creates the competition and, and moving them. Then the legislation doesn't have to happen. That's Thank right. you, uh, <laughs> you know, Mayor Watson, for, for starting that. But recognizing that that's not a solution necessarily. We can actually come up with a different solution. And so encourage uh, some thought around that. We are at the end of the show. I know. Again.
0: Yes. So I'm going to thank the Father for (laughs) you, Father, for establishing an organization like Causeway in our community and men and women like Doug who are eager to see uh, people um, not bound uh, by circumstances that they can't change in and of themselves. And I just pray that you would set a spark in each of us. Um, to be the change in our own communities and to help um, each other on this journey that uh, sometimes is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just thank you that we could have this discussion today. Mm-hmm. Amen.
1: Thanks for joining us, Doug. Thank you very it's much been for having me. Such a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Reb, you're gonna you're gonna I know read off I, our I sponsor. Know. I just want to thank uh, um, Brent
0: Vandermeer and the team at Vandermeer Vandermeer Wealth Management and Hollis Wealth for helping us bring the show to you today and um, if you need help and you have more than enough and you want maybe to help different charities like um, Causeway, then you could go talk to Brent and see how that could happen with your estate planning and all of that. Mm
1: -hmm. And we have had a number of shows and and there's all kinds of shows archived. We've talked about giving, we've talked about all of that in other shows. So do a little search. Uh, Search Brent's name. Uh, We talked about some planned giving in, in a couple of our shows. Lots of information one last little point we just hit a i think a milestone in terms of content um, for those of you the blogging and the writing that we do mostly you reb hit five <laughs> gig is, yeah, yeah i don't know i don't even gig. know what that means and so, anyway. so lots of content out there it's not about uh it's it's about doing it as well so thanks for joining us today and join us next week when we talk money